You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hello, Michael. Andre. We're in the same room, and yeah. neither one of us are traveling. And neither one of us is wearing a mask. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I wasn't telling you to wear one. But he brought one. Oh, for God's sakes. From my tone of voice, you can probably tell what's going to be happening over the next few podcasts. Uh, give me a second, I gotta put on my cape. If nobody knows this, Andre has started himself an Instagram account. It is called Captain Chardonnay. Get your hand out of your mic in front of your mic. No, no, I'm not very impressed by this whole deal. And he's wearing a shirt with this hashtag on it that's just absolutely insanity. Okay, you really got to get your mouth <clears throat> hand out in front of your mouth so people can hear you and you're not mumbling. I have so far, we are sitting mid-July, and yeah. I have so far been able to stop you from hijacking the podcast. your Chardonnay agenda on the podcast, and yet today... And over the next few podcasts, you are going to bring the Chardonnay agenda back home. Okay, but but it's circumstantial, and I actually have a really good reasoning behind it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I was in Abruzzo. We of course, uh, we of course. And, that, and Abruzzo is really known for Chardonnay. I brought back a bottle of Chardonnay from Abruzzo. That I, we're I brought taste. I brought one back from uh, where did I bring one back from? Uh, the Loire. No, I tasted a good one in the Loire. Actually, it was really funny. Okay, Michael, but this I is, think when I no, this, this isn't about you. Wait, this wait, isn't about it is you. about me. For this a isn't second. about you. When I was in the Loire, I remember tasting a really good bottle of wine, and I said to the winemaker, "What is this?" And he goes, "Chardonnay." I went, "God damn you, Andre!" <laughs> <laughs> um, while I was in Abruzzo, there was a group of about forty American and Canadian journalists, content creators, influencers, and I had a chance to meet our guest. And the first day we were there, we were talking about Chardonnay, and I uttered the words. Um, I don't think I've ever had a BC Chardonnay that has moved me. And uh, it is the Cool Climate Wine Symposium, International Cool Climate Wine Symposium this week at Brock University. And Christine Campbell of girlsgogrape.com is joining us today because she didn't appreciate my comment about BC Chardonnay. Christine, um, are you are you taking part in the... Uh in the symposium like are you, are you are you a presenter or just there to learn about cool climate wine i was invited as a media person so i am there covering um the symposium for vitus magazine in british columbia where i write for them and uh, it's going to show up on my blog girlsgogrape.com and i want to learn actually a lot about the ontario wineries that are going to be here because i don't know that much about them all right we can help her there can but, we? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but but uh, do you want to give us a little bit of uh, biographical background about yourself? Anything you want to tell us that's, you know. Relevant? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a hashtag. Hashtag Shardcore, which was Whoa. the t-shirt that you were just referring to. God. Trademarked it for Canada. It's, I, it's become part of Captain Chardonnay's uh, attire. So woo-hoo! when I'm saving the world from Dr. ABC... I will be wearing the Shardcore shirt. And where will you be tattooing this Shardcore? Oh, probably on my butt. Okay. Um, so yeah. Where I'm, it belongs. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a wine writer. I'm a journalist. I run the podcast Wine Soundtrack Canada, and that is via Italy. That's where it's out of. I lived for 15 months in Champagne. 
got my master's of champagne, French wine scholar. Um, yeah, and I'm a BC wine cheerleader is how I kind of identify. And then we did pour you a, a glass of uh, joy. 2015. Oh, 2016. 2016 for, they skipped 2015. Okay. I confirmed that with Dave and, and Louise. Uh, so 2016 Featherstone Joyce, what we got in our glass. But I think we can save that for because we're going to be doing an episode on Ontario after this. But this episode is all about Christine convincing me that there is BC Chardonnay that moves me. So she has brought There's eight too many bottles, but she is not going to pour all eight. I understand she has narrowed it down to four, five, 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 open. five. and then she may, you know, later on they may show up on social media if she decides to open the other three for us during dinner. Yes, and also I think we need to talk. What can you can you try to recreate your reaction to when I said what I said about BC Shard? I said those are. Can I swear on this podcast? No, yeah, I said those are fighting words. If as long as it's a real quote, then yes, we will take we will take cursing. We stopped the. Uh, we had to have a swear jar for a few years because it was getting bad. Yeah, yeah. so we Andre sat beside me and I said those are fucking fighting words, and the friendship was born because. <laughs> He was one of my favorite people that I met over there, and here I am, and I, my choice was not the be-all and end-all of the best Chardonnays of British Columbia. I really wanted to kind of um, identify geographically um, some great expressions. Got it. All right, so well, let's, let's pour our first right one. Dive right in. I mean, you pick the... We'll let you guide the tasting. So you've got the rhyme or reason. I know you said that like off the microphone that you wanted to do this uh, geographically. Yeah, so this is Naramata Bench. This is Cool Shauna. 2018. Cool Shauna. Cool Shauna, which we is... We Cool Shauna who's making wine for uh, Adamo. For Adamo, who's now back in BC. So this is... Um, cool Shauna is a meeting place of friends. This is 2018. Um, rock soil doctor Pedro Pera gave this site the top 10 um, sites in the world for Chardonnay. Really? Who's this guy? Dr. Pedro Para. He is, is a, he? he is a wine consultant out of Chile, and he goes around the world, France, everywhere, and just talks about terroir. Because Chile is all about Chardonnay. They grow good Chardonnay in Chile. They do. I didn't say they don't. I just said they're all about it. So this is made... Like the Cabernet Sauvignon is like not their number one grape, and Carmenere is not their number two grape. This is made at the Okanagan Crush Pad. Uh, Matt Dumain is the winemaker on this. It is not only... Um, it's neutral... It's stainless and con uh, concrete. So there's three types of uh, vessels in this, which I kind of love. Andre, there's a lot of minerality to this. Am I allowed to be honest on this? Yeah, be honest. I, not my Chardonnay. Okay, but okay. We'll keep going through them. Sorry, not my Chardonnay. I like the minerality to it. Um, I think the notes that you're getting, fruit notes, definitely show that this sub Appalachian is getting more heat than we get in Niagara, that's for sure. Oh, Naramata Bench is... I don't is get any fruit on that at all. Really? I'm getting what? all sorts of like bruised no. peach and nectarine on this. Yeah, I'm nothing, getting nothing a lot of like. melon and... Well, you don't like Chardonnay either. Is that correct? Correct. I am not the Chardonnay person. Andre will like it whether it's, you know, well-made or not. I thought we said we weren't going to say that anymore. Oh, but see, you, you hijacked Chardonnay, so I am now allowed to say these things <laughs> You're again. allowed to revert? I thought, I, we, I thought we'd progress past this in therapy. <laughs> Obviously not. Ugh. Not my Chardonnay. So, sorry, Christine, you have not convinced me on BC Chardonnay. I don't know if you've convinced Andre. That's fine. It, Like I said, I'm doing a geographical tasting and uh, Naramata Bench. Don't take offense. You didn't make it. I'm not taking offense. Oh, good. Right, um, 
Honestly, uh, Naramata Bench is a very special plot of land. As we were driving today, you were talking about God's Peace. Um, where was that location that you were talking oh, about? Uh, the, the portion of Niagara that stretches from Westcott down to through Flat Rock and the Closure Dan Vineyards. Just like the quality of the wines that come that from that are- site is is un, I think unparalleled for consistency with maybe a few a, exception of a few sites in Niagara on the Lake. Yeah, we'll I've, have a podcast yeah, on another we'll time. For that one, yeah. And so Naramata Bench for me is one of those places in British Columbia. But it is a cool it is a cool area within uh, the Okanagan Valley yes, if I'm not mistaken. Ish. Because it's the it's the furthest north, correct? It it no, yes, no. It is medium, like it's mid Okay. So well, Asoyuz, Asoyuz so, is so the where, further where, south. Let's, let's use, further let's south use. is Asoyuz. So where is where is North? I remember starting when I went to British Columbia. I started the Naramata Bench. Oh as God! Our, I, I love the fact that we're going to be discussing geography in a visual way on an audio format. Correct. Here. So, but but if you can see the if you can see uh, in your head, if anybody who's been to British Columbia, and a lot of people have probably have been, or at least going to you know find a map at some point. Yeah. Asoyuz is. South, you know, it's, it's almost on the border of the United States, correct. and yeah. it goes up to 50th parallel. Is in Lake Country. We have um, wineries that are well. We have nine main regions and 11 sub appellations throughout so, British Columbia. So they have sub appellated the Okanagan Absolutely. and the rest. Okay, and so what the Okanagan Valley, which is our biggest wine growing region. It is based all around a lake, Lake Okanagan, and that is 150 kilometers from south to north, north to south. Got it. And so that is where the majority of all of our wine is grown, and the northern tip of that is wine growing, and the southern tip is kind of a soyuz. So that is... So so the furthest north is, is where? 50th parallel is, I'd say, lake country, but that is... And that's what it's called, lake country. Lake country. Got it. Okay. All right. And where's the Similkameen Valley? So we have a wine. I'm just going to zip to the Similkameen oh, Valley. Because right. so, I've heard of Similkameen, but I okay. don't know where that is. So now we're going to do a Robin Ridge. This is. Certi- and that I've heard of. I've heard of that winery, yes. This is certified organic. Um, this is the 2020 vintage. Um, How was 2020 for uh, growing season in, in I guess, Similkameen? Pretty good. Sorry, I'm shaky. Oh. Um, everything was good. There was. Uh, a lot of heat. There was, you know, we survived. Let's put it that way. Got it. It was hot. So, we survived. the nose on this. So this is organic. Um, Similkameen Valley is known as Canada's organic capital. So where is the Similkameen when we're when we're talking it's about? It's right next to. Oh, it's so hard to yeah visually or uh, verbally describe a visual. It. It's right I'm there. like, oh, it's right there. Um, so, Karameus and Coston. Similkameen Valley is kind of just right next to the Okanagan Valley. Okay. Like, if Fair. I'm looking at it, it's to the... Right or left? Uh, right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to verbalize a map. <laughs> and I could probably be calling up a map right now. So this is... Yeah, um, we all have phones in our pocket, but I mean, that no, doesn't help the we listeners. Aren't, we aren't going to cheat. This is another one where... So out of the two wines, the, the common element is the fruit notes are a little bruisey. Like this is like the first one I, I got bruised peach. This one I'm getting more like bruised apple. It's specifically golden delicious to me. Like it's not Macintosh or sweeter. Like it's a very tart apple. See this one I, I get the golden delicious apple. For sure. I'm liking that a little bit better. Me too. I'm not picking up uh, too much of uh, a, a ton of acidity, which is what I, I really want in the um, in Chardonnay. 
just to balance out that fruit. I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I think the acid's like really greatly balanced on this. Like this, this definitely once again I think screams that it's getting a little bit more heat than what we get in in Niagara if we're doing like a straight comparison of the Niagara Peninsula versus um, Similkameen now. Um, but it's still perfectly balanced. And I mean, if we're holding this up to Chile or California, um, this definitely has more acidity than what we'd expect in a typical example of those. I don't think I fully agree with you, but I okay. do like this version. I do like this version better than I like the first one. You know what I like? I like listening to you two talk about it because I'm just pouring and listening and I have my own opinions and this is fabulous. Well, what's your opinion on this wine? Oh, I'm I'm a fan of, of Robin Ridge. I like that they're organic. I like that they're minimal winemaking um, touches. They really kind of hands off. And I, you know, I think it's a solid, if I'm going to score it, um, I'd give it an 89, 89.5. I think I think she's around there. Yeah, yeah that's I, a fair, completely I, that's fair score fair. for totally it. Totally fair, 100%. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So now we're going to go to... It's your choice, actually. No, it's yours. No, you're, no. you're driving yeah. the bus. We're not going to go, hey, what do, you, what do you think when we're pouring this Ontario? Because we're going to be totally selfish about what we pour from Ontario. Well, Andre is anyway. Okay. Um. <laughs> we are going now to Monty Creek. And Monty Creek oh, I've heard of Monty is Creek as well. based out of, um, out of Kamloops area. So this is a Thompson Valley. This is one of our newer big appellation so if you are visually wanting to get a sense looking south to north on a map um thompson <laughs> valley is north west of the okanagan valley now this is enigmatic on the nose like it, it's it's got that like cream corn nose that i usually expect from a warm region like australia or california but it also has like really strong citrus notes that aren't usually mated to that cream corn. Um, now, Monty Creek, I, I know they make a really good sparkling wine from Marquette. Yes, they do. And Absolutely. it's really, like I've had that in the Rosé Report before, and it's really awesome. Didn't send it this year. Either they didn't make enough of it, or yeah, they were still on last year's model, but... Okay, so and this, this is 12.9% alcohol as well, so... Interesting. Yeah. But I'm, I'm finding the... Um, the the acid's a little low on the finish of this. Like it's a really strange wine that it has it has really strong elements of cool climate. Like it's got a lot of citrus on the nose. The the palate is very tart orange. Um like it's not sweet orange like tangerine like you'd get in a warmer vintage. It's more um hang on. Like it's not it's not lemon or lime. Like it's not sour like that, but it's not it's not sweet citrus. But then the finish, it's just like it falls off. Like when I get those citrus notes in Chardonnay, I expect the acid to hit the back of the palate and leave it refreshed. Where this one, it just kind of rolls off the back. And this is sub $20. So for a $20 wine, I think this is amazing value, um, personally. I'll give it that. BC wines are usually more expensive. Uh, but I'll agree with Andre. That I think the acidity is is a, a little lackluster. But it, but it's, 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 it's strange, though, though, because... Like taking the other sip, like it's a really bright citrus. So like I expect that acid to be there and it's not, you know. BC like, is not the cool climate wine growing region that a lot of people I think have a misconception oh, of. I, I get to taste a lot of BC wine at the All-Canadian Wine Championships. Sure. And the, uh, BC shows very, very well because they're a great sipping wine. Um, and Ontario's got a lot of acidity in their wines. And so our wines require more food 
Okay. Uh, and, and so BC does very, very well because, you know, at a, at a wine competition, all you're doing is, is sipping them. Um, whereas I, I think Ontario would show much better if you had a big steak in front of you when you're trying our Cap Francs or, 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 or you, you had something, you know, salmon-y in front of uh, a bunch of Chardonnay. Um, whereas BC, everybody loves them because they're just they have that that weight and that fatness, and there's a lot of. Okay, you you can you can give me a hard time for how I feel about Chardonnay, but the one that's in my glass right now, like this nose is so deep on it, and it's. This is one of the more popular Chardonnays in British Columbia. Meyer Family Vineyard are known for their Chardonnays and are known for their Pinot Noirs. Um, they have, I believe, four different Chardonnay expressions. This is um, from the Okanagan Falls, another one of our Appalachians, and this is the McLean Creek Road Vineyard, so very site-specific. Where's Okanagan, so where's Okanagan Falls, let's just say, let's just say relative to Kelowna? Well, I'll, I'll, let me, well, Christine kind of looks that up. I would, I would say that uh, I know that Meyer family has an agent in town. Don't know who it is, but they definitely have... Um, have an agent. So Okanagan Falls is north of a Soyuz and south of um, Naramata. So it's kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. okay. It is on the, if you're looking south, it's on the left side, the left slope. So I get a little funkiness on the, on the mid palette here that, um, that makes it um i don't know just kind of uh um, well it's it tastes a little like it's a little reductive it's a reductive style yeah, all right i'll go with that absolutely it is like it's the funk but it's not nothing unusual like it's matchstick it's a little bit of the rotten the rotten eggness but it, as someone who loves chardonnay like i mean if you love chardonnay you know that saying rotten egg as a note is not a bad thing and i'm looking forward to revisiting this because it is a little cold, and we just opened it. Exactly. I, so, I get the feeling this is one that may have needed another four or five years in the cellar before. Hundred percent. And and I should be saying that I tried to grab like 2018 was the oldest one that I brought you guys, and oh, wow, I wanted okay. to, I wanted to do geography instead of vintage. Okay. So these are like majority are 2019 and 2020 vintages. So absolutely, this should have been. This should have had four, five years. Got it. So Nicholas Pierce is the one who brings in. Uh, the Meyer family yes. product. How much does this cost a bottle? It is about thirty-five. Oh, that's solid for thirty-five. Thirty-five. Know, not your cell, but like I not, not I, in my, not in my wheelhouse. Not in my wheelhouse. I think I think acid's perfectly balanced on this too, especially compared to some of the other ones that we've tasted. I so I, I liked it up until I got to the finish, and then it went a little funky on me. And as you said, that matchstick, that that yeah, but that's gonna part. blow off. Like, I I'd like to hope it does. So I'm opening up something Oh, look at different. this. She's going off book. I am going off book. Um, this is Fort Barron's. This she is, is bound our, and determined. The, no, I'm, I I know what I like, and I'm... <sighs> oh, I like the smell of this one. Um, oh, this is... I'm listening. This I'm is listening. the warm climate sensibility. Oh, I just saw the alcohol in the back. There's no way. 15? 12.7. 12.7. Wow. So Lillooet is our smallest uh, Appalachian, and it is quite north if it... If you were going to take the Thompson Valley that I talked about being west of the Okanagan Valley, you're going to go even further west from Thompson Valley. So Lillooet is this like tiny strip of land. And uh, I brought this expression again, 2020. This is very lean. I think 
This has um, some great acid. They are the only winery in the entire Appalachian, and they just really believed in, in the place. And I'm a huge fan of this style. Like, I like Chardonnays that are lean and crisp and mineral-driven, and I like Chardonnays that are it's, sexy and Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe-esque. Okay, so there's a commonality I'm seeing with some of the other ones that we've tasted here, too, where the phenolics are definitely speaking... I don't know if it's more more sunshine or or more heat, but I mean that doesn't make sense because it's clear the vineyard management. Like I I know what these were harvested at to get in terms of, of sugar to get twelve point seven percent alcohol, and it's not. I'm guessing these these weren't harvested super duper early, but not super late. Like these are definitely not wines that were or fruit that was destined to make sparkling wines. But like the phenolics are like we're getting. We've got, I've gotten cream corn. And those corn notes on like three of these, but it's not the California cream corn, which is also something that I, I love when we get a decent California shard. But, you know, having cream corn mated with like crisp acidity is or not even necessarily crisp acidity, like just mated with the citrus notes is a weird combination. Like that's not something that I think you find anywhere else. What see, do you think? I, I see. I'm, I like this one. I, I find it to be almost Chablis-esque. Um, it's got that nice salinity to it. It's got that nice, um, you know, not overly robust in the alcohol department. Um, the the fruit is there, but it's not over the top. It's not beating you over the head. This is crisp. It's clean. This is probably my favorite BC Chardonnay that we have opened. But the pho- but the phenolics are still like the, the 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 fruit flavors though are still skewing more ripe than you would generally get in Chablis, right? I, like I, a Chablis I, screams that. But terroir that is terroir, and you can't. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think the fruit screams out of here at all. I think it whispers in your ear. It says I'm here, but um you know I'm not uh, I'm not over the top. Uh, I, this one is it's, it's, okay. It, only, only drawing the comparison to, to Chablis, it's missing the minerality that you get I, from Chablis. See, I think I think you're right wrong. I think there's there is some minerality. There's some salinity here. There well, is there's, there's well some. done for it, Barons. You actually have maybe changed somebody. But <laughs> I, but I do I do like this one based on its its you know interest its interesting quality based uh, or or. or I love the, no, I love BC. the I do love the uniqueness of it. Like I, I love the the enigmatic part. I think it would be fun to slip this into a blind tasting with people to have them guess. I don't think people would guess BC, and I think you would have a room of people who would guess France. I think you would have people who would guess Chile. I think you would have people who might guess Australia on that. Margaret just because Ribery, of the, yeah, because yes. of the ripeness of the of the fruit and. But uh, that, uh, again, I'm I'm I I really take it away at twelve point seven percent alcohol. That fruit is not overly ripe. And yeah, may I no, also no. say that this is a $20 bottle of wine. So, so this beauty. is amazing. I take that. I take yeah, that for $20. And that. this is their entry level. They've got uh, their white gold is their more premium expression. And I think that that retails for about $40, $45. Is this a stainless? This um, is stainless. Yeah. Cool, yeah. You cool. keep you keep talking about overripe fruit. And I don't think this is overripe. I didn't, say, I didn't say overripe. No, I didn't say didn't. overripe once. I just said the notes. The notes smelled and tasted like you would expect from a riper shard, like a shard, but it's not. I don't think. I don't think it is a riper chardonnay. I think it is a, a at twelve point seven. It's not a riper chardonnay. If it was fourteen percent, it'd be a riper. The, chardonnay. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm Captain not, Chardonnay not. should give off his uh, mask there for a second. I, I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying that the phenolics smell and taste like they're riper than the alcohol reflects, and that is something that comes from the terroir. The fact that the wine smells like cream corn is unusual. 
because it's so not. I don't know 14%. where you're getting cream corn from on that. I'm getting you know saltiness. I'm getting you know there's not cream corn. The other ones had cream corn all over them. That one does not. I got cream, cream corn from that, and I stand by that. Oh, I think you you've actually put too much Chardonnay under your nose. All right, gentlemen, the next one we are going to do is we are going to travel down to Asoyuz, down Woo. south, and we are at La Stella, and this is the... And not even, not La even, Stella? Not even a flinch from my dog. Not Stella! Even, this yeah, is the not t- even opening your eyes. Stella! Yeah. Oh, she opened her eyes. Oh, my God. So is your dog on Quaaludes? I try to keep her, you know, quiet. Um, this is substa- sustainably and organically farmed as well, hand harvested. Um, Severine Pint is uh, the amazing winemaker that uh, is the head of La Stella Wines. It's weird it's in a please, Bordeaux bottle. Please don't say cream corn because there's no cream corn on this. There's no either. cream corn on this Thank at all. Thank God. At least one of them he didn't get But it's corn. nectarine juice. There's. I'm getting fresh peach. Yeah. I'm, getting, mm. I'm getting honeydew melon. I'm getting... Yes. Hints of tangerine. I'm getting tangerine for sure. Bits and bobs of like lightly, lightly, like dusting, dusting of butter, like a dust. Like um, a I'm not even getting the the butter, but I'm I'm butter. curious about what clones they have. But I'm getting notes of like honeysuckle on this as well. Like it, there's a florality to this that is really fascinating. My eyes aren't working very well today, so it might be on the back of the bottle. It is not. not on the back of the bottle. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Um, so based on I like this a lot. Yeah, I uh, Andre, why does my spit cup have more Chardonnay in it than yours does? Because <laughs> Captain Chardonnay is swallowing a few, has maybe a little bit. All righty then. So those are my six expressions. If I was to ask you two to pick one or two that were your standouts, if there were any, there might not be, but I think there might be like one or two. So let me uh, let me go back to the Baron. I. See that was the Fort one, Barons? the Fort Barons. I think that uh, is the one that I would uh, I would gravitate towards, and uh, I'm on, I want to see if I can pick up this cream corn that Andre claims is there. This? No, you don't want that. This? You don't want that. I is like this that. the one? I don't want that. Is this the one? This is the one you don't want, Andre. Yeah, more for me, more for me. That's right. No, no, the the, the Meyer. I, I think I did gravitate towards the Meyer. It's it was um, out of the six that we've opened, or the sorry, the five that we opened. It is definitely the um, the largest in style, and I see. I like the leanness of that Fort Barons. I like the We've leanness. We opened six. We did open six. That's right. Sorry. Yes. I, I I just like that leanness of the of the Fort Barons. I think that's you know it's it's got a a Chablis note still. Smell the Meyer now. It's a lot of that funkiness is already blown off. It wasn't on the nose. Taste it. I mean, if, we, if, if we're going to make each other sick, we're already there. So just taste it on my glass. No, that's right, because I'm sitting right beside you. Again. So what I wanted to do also, guys, is no. just no, no, do no, the no, geography no, 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 as well. No, 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 no. I do not like that. No. That's okay. No. Okay, but here, here's the cool thing is when I think of BC and I think about the wines that I've loved of BC when I visited the Okanagan, um, it was more the reds, like the Bordeaux, the Bordeaux-style variet- varietals that they make. Um the thing I like about BC is, at least for, for places, like from the larger places that I visited, so pardon my ignorance, that for people who maybe have their favorites who are smaller, but places like um, Burrowing Owl and Black Hills and Incomeep, is it's, it, it tends to straddle the, the, the fence between New World and Old World in terms of the style of winemaking. And I find that with the Meyer Chardonnay as well. It 
is definitely looking it feels like it's looking towards burgundy and some of its styling but at the same time it still has a lot of that like californian australian sensibility to it as well it's just called okanagan falls sensibility <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. I, think, I guess that's a problem that we have. With, well, I mean, we're guilty of that on the podcast as well when we're talking about it. Ontario is doing you know, the comparison to other regions, that's right? That's right. And, and that is why I chose to do geographic tasting for you guys versus, you know, like my top six Chardonnays from British Columbia. So, Andre, I think the, the whole point of this exercise was to find out if any of the wines that Christine brought we're one going to change your mind about BC Chardonnay and two tickle your nether regions. <laughs> I'm not sure if any of these wines on the table gave me the fizz, like that feeling of like profound inspiration with some of the wines that I've tasted. But at the, at the same time, though, I'm curious. There's more out there. And again, this is this was a snapshot and I'm not I'm not excusing my what, what's, selection. What's but what I think what we what we found out right now is that Andre is still under underwhelmed. He's BC curious. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. Can I like drop? I'm not, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say underwhelmed because um, you brought value wines, and I think what we got on the table are definitely value Some value wines. No, I, th- I think we got a, a good cross section of British Columbia, and I think now it is time for us to showcase some Ontario. So we'll wrap this one up next week. You will hear. Uh, if we can make uh, Christine Ontario curious, yes, or or more. So I guess we should wrap this the, the formal way. Geez, Andre, is this your first podcast? Christine, how can people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me at girlsgogrape.com on the web and at girlsgogrape.com on Instagram and all of the social handles. And your hashtag is hashtag Shardcore. So much better than hard for Shard. Yeah, that's that's, that's so nasty. Bad. I'm uh, Andre Pru. You can find me at Andre Wine Review on all social media. I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. You can find me as the Grape Guy. Sometimes as Michael Pincus. You gotta fix that. I, uh, no. You gotta fix that. I'm not gonna do it. You should really do that. Uh, good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little. 